Thank you for tuning in to Monday Morning Conversation with Pastor Jay and T. Drake. Grab your coffee, tea or milk and let's talk about the topic for today. Let's get the conversation going. Conversation with T. Drake and Pastor Jay. That is me. Hey, T. How you doing? I'm good, Pastor Jay. How are you? I am great, 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 great. Hey, everybody, come on in. We're gonna give you a chance to come on in and join us today for Monday morning conversation, continuing cuffing season. And today we're gonna kind of recap about boundaries and then go into the subject of today, which is the power of no. But first, I'm going to pray us in and then we're going to have a sponsor or two and we're going to get started with Monday morning conversations. As T would say, go get your coffee, tea or milk. Come back and join us for Monday morning conversations. And by the way, we have them every Monday, 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So wherever you are in the world, you can come join us on either Facebook, Twitter, uh, or YouTube channel, God's Gift Through His Word, or Walk in Truth Radio Network. You get to choose where you want to listen and enjoy us. So let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Continue to bless this message as it goes out in the lesson of today. Open our hearts and our minds to what's being said, Lord, and let us enjoy the fruit of our labor through laughter, love, and care. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, T, what you got? All right, everyone. Hello and welcome. So I have a sponsor, and it's Zivia, and this is a natural soda. So it tastes exactly like Coca-Cola, with all without all of the nasty extra additives in there. So if you guys have never tried that, please do. It's really good. It tastes really good. So that is the sponsor I have for today. Okay. And we know that the reason why Zevia is so good doesn't have, like she said, all the stuff that kills you from the inside out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we ain't gonna down Coca-Cola what's well, well, soda with the preservatives is just like seeing it kills you from the inside out. And by the time you realize that it's killing you, it's too late. <laughs> the, the fruit is too late. All right. All right. To kind of recap what we where we've been so far, I think this is our, is it fourth or fifth installment of cuffing season? Uh, the subject matters that we talked about in the beginning, we talked about defining cuffing season. And then we went mm-hmm. into, uh, I guess, pointing out the chameleon shark. That's our word. Don't nobody else take it. And uh, <laughs> then we went into, uh, what is with that? What else did we go into next? Well, we talked about through all of that, we were talking about when we talked about chameleon shark, we were talking about the blood in the water mm-hmm. as all the different scents and things. And so that led us to talk about just recently up to last Monday and Saturday boundaries and how, what that looks like to set them, to have them, not to have them, and what happens with that. And then, of course, we talked about the chameleon shark attack I had, and now we are here at no, which is coming from boundaries. Uh, So here we are. And also, part of the boundaries, uh, we kind of extended it to setting the trap to reveal the chameleon shark. Remember, we talked about that, too. Right. There are things that Uh you can do that will defuse the attack Tanika's attack and need to go back and listen to that uh, series um, to defuse the shark, to get the shark off balance so that you can get away, run away. And those are the ways God prepared escape for you before they get to your last boundary. You need to have traps and pitfalls that they can fall into. And and really what we're about to talk about leads into that is the power of no. Uh-huh. The power of no, that is one of the biggest 
ways to unveil a person's ulterior motive is when you stop them with the word no. You can listen to a whole bunch of bull. And then as soon as Derek opens the door and they look for you to believe, accept, agree, comply, you say one word, real good sentence, no. I'm not going to do that. No, I don't agree with that. No, I'm done listening to that. And at that point, they have to decide whether they're going to continue in their pursuit or are they going to break off their suit and go for more easy prey? It was asked of us, why do people do this? Tanika, remember, it was asked of us on our clubhouse yes. and we, we will mention yes. that we have a clubhouse every Saturday, but it was asked of us by great one of our great friends podcasting friends why do people do that and Tanika, to kind of give us your your understanding of why why even ask why do people do that because we kind of discussed that before the show okay so <laughs> right so for for certain people and, and it might be because of how our world is for some of us the goodness that is relative to us that we think is good and nobody can be really good except for god However, we think that we are good because we have not done some of these bad atrocities are like other people. So we feel we're relatively good, although we're still evil. So when an evil person that's just like us comes and does something to us, we wonder, well, why would they do that to us? Because I'm not as bad as X, Y, Z, and the third. And I'm kind of really nice and kind, but we are still inherently evil. But right. they don't want to hear that. They right. want to know that they are good subject to what some really bad things that happen from really nasty people. We still are like that. Yeah. And, and therein lies the problem. And these are saints of God that know the Bible. That whatever, I'm going to say they know the Bible. They are, they're, they're baby, baby Christians. Maybe they're uh, just professing, confessing, but not really understanding that the necessity of Jesus is because we're so inherently evil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. The, the point right. for Jesus is to rid us of the penalty of our inheritance of evil from Adam, okay? And relative goodness, if you don't understand, is me comparing myself to you. The Bible warns us, don't compare yourself to nobody else because you can always find somebody better than you and you can always find somebody worse than you. And what we do is tend to look at the people who are worse than us, you know, oh, like we were talking about, well, I sleep with, 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 with only one man, but that man's not your husband versus the lady who goes out right. here and does it for a living. Okay, you look down at her, but you figure you're doing what's right. But but fornication is fornication. It's not the amount. You know, God's not sitting up there going one, two, three, four. Okay, you cross the line. No, one is too many. Okay, right. one is too many. Goodness to God is holiness. Holiness to God is perfection. Perfection cannot be reached on earth. Okay, completeness can, but not that sinless perfection. So with that, that person who becomes the prey spends too much time wondering why it's happening to them versus trying to protect themselves. Okay, if you want to know why, point blank, men prefer darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Read a little bit past John 3.16 and you'll find out the reason why we need Jesus, okay? All right, so that's settled. We don't have to think about it no more. You know what I'm saying? So this thing of I'm so good and I'm so sweet and everybody sounds so sweet. Yeah, you relatively you are relatively relatively sweet, but inherently evil. <laughs> right. Right. You sweet on the outside, but inherently evil on the inside. And I know that's a hard pill for some of you to swallow because you don't read your Bible. Okay? God Jesus didn't die for you to be happy. Okay? He died for you to be saved. But let's not go there. I can go there all day. All right. So we digress. So as you set the traps for this chameleon shark, um, we talked about no. So let's look at some scriptures because we're Christians and we, we're, we're saved. The Bible's a great place to start with kind of this no uh, situation. And uh, uh, Tanika, go ahead. Uh, very simple scriptures. Let's start off with what, what scriptures we're going to use today. Okay, we're going to use 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. Okay, let's go ahead and read that. Okay, so it says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. Now, 
That scripture is so misquoted all the time because you'll hear people saying the, the, the uh, God, God tells us yes. They'll use that for yes. The promises of God is yes and amen. That is true. To the glory of who? To him. Not to the glory of flesh. Not to the glory of what you want. Because the Bible tells us that we don't even know what we need to pray for, that Jesus intercedes for us. So if we don't know what to pray for, we pray to our flesh because we, we pray amiss because of our flesh. God tells us our prayers are no. If they're not, don't fall within line of what he wants and he intercedes for us. So God tells you no. His promises are yes and amen. Not you putting upon what you want out of life, what you want out of relationship, what you want in the person as his yes. Because his yes could be no. And a lot of times you're too busy trying to hear the yes and the God is trying to tell you no. He's a good parent. Good parents will tell their children no. Because this is what happens. I learned this in correction. When you're dealing with people who are incarcerated and you're dealing with people who have, have everything taken away from them, yes is very important. Yes is, most, is the most valuable word. Yes, you're going to get free. Yes, you're going to get commissary. Yes, you're going to have a visitor. You tell somebody yes. In there, you might as well say you got to do it because you can't turn a yes, you're going to get a visit and then you turn around, and tell them, no, you can't. Only way you can tell them no is say the person that was supposed to visit you didn't show up, but you can't tell them, yes, you're going to get a visit today and then tell them, no, you can't for whatever reason. It'd be better for you to say no and a no could turn to yes. No, you, you won't have a visit today. Then all of a sudden you come back and say, hey, you know what? Yes, you can. And I hope you guys can understand the difference. So no is actually the avenue to which you will have make and change things. But if you, you say yes to a shark, they're going to harp on your yes. You show your weakness and, and your vulnerability through your yeses in communication. And the more you communicate with them, the more you are saying yes. Even though you think you're in control, the more you talk to them, the more you communicate with them, you're saying yes. It may be a slow haul for them because you built up these boundaries. But the no is the ultimate trap. And the sooner you can say it out further from you, the easier it will be for you to see them. Because you might have to say no a couple of times. You might have to have, have no traps all through the conversation. Okay? So that's the first scripture. What's the second scripture? Okay, so second scripture comes from Matthew 5, 37. And it reads... But let your yes be yes and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So if you waffling back and forth, then let your yes be yes and your no be no. And what I gave you was a, a fleshly application of no. But God says, once you say no, let it stay no. Once you say yes, you locked in. Anything other than that, that bouncing back and forth. Is from the evil one or inspired by, did you really mean yes? Did you really mean no? Make up your mind. Don't be double-minded, okay? So, T, what do you think about all that? Yeah, so I, I agree with you what you're saying. And when you said don't waffle, I definitely agree with the no and how the Lord tells us to just be straightforward, be a straight shooter. Don't be wishy-washy with your no, especially when it comes to these people that are shark-like individuals. If you say no to them for something and then you wishy-washy and you go back on that, they're going to double down on you so hard. You're going to wonder what happened to you because people like that, they can sense that you don't really know what the freak you want. Pardon my French. You don't know what you want. You have no idea. So you don't know what you want. So they're going to just slide you all over the place. You thought manipulation and gaslighting was a thing until they change it around and you're sitting there sucking your thumb in the middle of the corner. You don't know what the heck happened to you because you didn't stick to your no. You cannot be wishy-washy with these people because they are very, very intuitive and they're very sensitive to when you don't know what you want. They know what they want and they're going to use it against you when you don't stand firm in your no. You have to stand firm with that. You can't go back and forth. Yeah, and, and hold let's let's go back. See, everything goes back to to the, to the beginning. They're sharks. They act like chameleons. Mm -hmm. They act like your friends. They act like a lamb, but they're actually a wolf. I wish I had my sound effects mm -hmm. going. But the key <laughs> is the key the key is when you show that you are waffling in your thoughts towards them mm -hmm. 
and they pick the lock and the door's starting to open and your defenses are coming down because of cuffing season, because you don't want to be lonely, whatever reason you give, okay? Because you think you could be their savior, okay? Because you think they've told you that you're a great person, that you're an awesome person, and do you hold the key to their happiness? You're blood in the water at that point. They have, like you said, I like what you said, they're intuitive, they're instinctive. Oh, last year, it was the way in was through their children and complimenting their children. This year may be, hey, your hair looks nice or you're so handsome and you're so smart, you know, because, again, we don't want to make seem, make it seem as if this is just one sided male to female. There are female sharks. OK, mm -hmm. and they know what to say to men who feel they have low self-esteem. And let me give you one of them that, I, that I've heard that that a female shark could use towards the man who has some considerably low self-esteem and he has opened up to her and said the woman that i was with before didn't let me be a man if she's a female shark she heard him say didn't let me be a man and then what is she gonna do t if she if you heard that just you you're not necessarily sharp but if you heard my last relationship the woman didn't let me be a man if you're a female shark what would you do what would I you said, say well i'll let you be a man see do all the things that yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you be man. a man. And, and then I'm like, okay. Then you come in and wreck havoc in my life. Okay. Yes. See, blood in the water. See, you got to be careful how you conversate, how you open up to people. We talked about that too. How you open up to people. Be careful. How you, yeah. you, you know, you tell too much of, of your vulnerability. You know, we live in a right. time where I was in the clubhouse the other day, and this goes along with the no. And and man, they were just at it, at it, at it. What we've done is lost. We, okay, first of all, everybody doesn't have to like you. That's one. Two, everybody doesn't have to think like you think. That's two. And everybody's not a leader, and everybody's not a hero. And understand that these rooms, these clubhouses, this social media is for giggles and grins and clicks and numbers if there's any good that can come out of it that's not necessarily its purpose they don't care about how what good could come out of it they care about the advertisers and the money and what gets clicks and views is mess right see you know right. we can we talk about this subject and we don't have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come on but if we started talking mess and our title was a messy title or our title was so controversial that you got to come over and then it's just it's back and forth. See, the problem is we like messing because we like mess. Those of us who are grown and mature, we should think this way. That mess is in the world. It's not going to change. The world's going to get worse. As the Bible says, you have to be able to say no to the mess. Uh -huh. You have to make up in your mind that that in dealing with relationships, at some point when you recognize that you be, you become the prey, because you could hey you could start off thinking you the shark and end up being the prey. Now that's yeah. a van shark. That's a van shark level where they can see you start off like okay like like, like the scenario we just gave, okay, where you think you coming in because I didn't say it oh oh she won't let me be a man and you come swimming in like I'm a shark and then you find out that I'm an orca. <laughs> You know, I'm a killer whale. Hey, you go eat that shark right up. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you know anything, see National Geographic, you've seen a killer whale, a killer white shark. Great white. Okay. Uh -huh. You know, sucker him in and kill him. So what I'm trying to point out is, is that, is that know how you're maneuvering. What is your real intent? You know, what is your intent as the person wanting a relationship? And what is your intent as a person pursuing a relationship? Because again, we will not deny that some good relationships can come from this season. Right. Okay. But we want to give you enough information and enough enough tools in the belt, enough bullets in the gun, so you can recognize the danger that's out here. And we would I would say there's more danger than good. What would you say to you? 
I, I say there is a lot more danger as well. But one thing that you did mention about Clubhouse and some of these things and what we talk about, especially when it's just a person that's alone, right? Because mm -hmm. all of these things is audio. And, and women are so vulnerable to this. And I'll be the first to say it. We are, and you mentioned it before, we listen. And, and the sharks are listening. And you're listening too. And that's how they bait you. That's how they get you. But if they're listening to what everything that you're saying, they're going to maneuver however you're talking because they're listening and you keep talking and they're listening to what it is, how they can get in. That's how they figure you out. So when all that's happening, don't be afraid to say no, because even if you open the door and you've been vulnerable to that point, you shouldn't have and you are saying stuff, you have to be able to say no and not be afraid to say it. One right. thing to wishy-washy, another thing to even say it. If you can't even formulate the word to say no, those two little letters as a whole sentence, and you don't need to explain why it's a no, then you, you need to practice saying no. Like have somebody run through, ask you a question, just say no. Just start, there are people that can't even say no. They've been yes men, yes women for so long. They don't even know how to formulate to say no. They've got to start saying no. Figure out how to start practicing. Say no, so that people don't take advantage of you. You have to start saying no. And, and one of the things we, we find out is, you know, and I know these people are out here. Like you said, they're so used to saying yes all the time. They've okay. never said no, even to their detriment in their just natural life. Right. You know, they've compromised themselves so many times. Whereas oh. they, it's uncomfortable to them. It's not what they want, but they do it because. They're people pleasers. And the Bible tells us, don't be people pleasers. Mm -hmm. The Bible warns us because that le because you'll find yourself, you'll never have any grounding. If your whole, mm -hmm. if all of you is about the next person to the point, you're trying to please them. Now, the gospel is about all of us being part of one body, working together equally, no matter if you're the hand, the foot, the eyes, the ears, we all work in unison together not dominating over one the foot does not the hand does not dominate over the foot the eye does not do not dominate over the toe unless the toe takes us where the eyes want to go and the feet you're not going so there's no sense of the eyes talking bad about the feet because you stink you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know i'm trying to make it simple for the people you have to you have to decide that no is a part of your vocabulary and it's okay for you to say no because you get yeah. you get a if the person truly respects you They'll respect your no. They may ask, why did you say no? And you can decide if you if you want to give an explanation or not because you're in a good dialogue with somebody. You know, no is just not for the bad people. No is a part of who you are. No. Mm -hmm. No. Because if you say no at the right time, it opens up to maybe to a yes somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, so you just sit there, you're going, you know, and I like what you said, practice. Start with the absurd. Find somebody and start with the absurd and work your way down to stuff that you might have to think about. You know, like, let me hit you in the head with a hammer. No. <laughs> you know, let me go in here and break some of your, your finest dishes. No. And work your way into, you know, let me borrow your car. Yeah. Or let me borrow some money. Mm -hmm. You know, and avoidance is not no. And a lot of people think that. Avoidance is not no. A lot of people opt out for avoidance. I'm I'm just gonna not answer. I'm just not gonna not no, no. You at some point you need to say no. They might back off for a little while, but they'll come back later. You know, they'll come back later. They won't run away forever because you avoided them. They'll just regroup and maybe it may be next year. But at some point, if you really want them gone, you have to stand and say no. Because no is very powerful. No is diffusing. No brings out the shark. If they believe you blood in the water and they're right there, they don't they 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 know they only got one more barrier. You spring the trap of no. And then you'll see them mm -hmm. either repel or you'll see them double down. They might get angry. Yep. And come at you even harder. Because yep. you said no. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because you exercise your right to disagree, to disinvolve. To 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 uh, just push them away, repel them, you know, and that's and that and that's a big part of this. Okay, that's a big part of this. See what you think. 
Yeah, so like you said, the no that I learned that you helped me to say to men, because I said, really, the no, not be able to say no starts with you not being able to say it with your family. Okay. Right. So I, I realized that for me, I had to break that. And I know we got some people in our clubhouse that have to deal with family and they're the hardest people to say no to. Right. But when you get, when you're able to stand with them and say no to them, it gets easier to say it to other people. So what I did realize is that no pulls out for these chameleon sharks, pulls out of them who they truly are. And you can get rid of the side of that representative and you can see them, but you have to say no to them early on just if you're just talking just something plain it's like hey can we go out to a movie no you know the more you say no they'll start to get they will start to come out because i remember i had done that to a gentleman and he came out of left field real quick we hadn't been talking that long but i was glad that he was doing that because i said i don't need to try to figure out if you got red flags you can show them to me because your anger level goes to a 1000 and i can't be getting in a thousand anger level with someone who's seven one that's just not good for me <laughs> that's not good for me at all right right and 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 also um realizing again part of your no is saying no to your own ambition believing that you can change people okay mm-hmm. i was in the room and he was using biblical principles to convince a woman that she can change a man that uh, that they were shacking together and they were uh, 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 living together. And she was getting more into the word and the word was convicting her. And then she was like asking, and this is a room full of men. So she's asking the question, you know, what should she do? And this guy came on and he's like, you need to pray. God going to give you what you want and this, that, and the other. And uh, I, I just couldn't take it no more. I had to raise my hand and say, look, you know, um, you're getting deep in the word. And obviously the word is convicting you. God is talking to you. He's already rendered his decision. You don't need a sign. You you, you need confirmation of decision. It says adulterers and fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So you want God to bless something that he said, will not even enter the kingdom of heaven just because you want it. The reason why you're squirming now is because you're feeling convicted by it. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what is God telling you? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Now, how does God's no turn into a yes? The situation has to change. You have to leave, get you a place. He has to leave, get him a place. And y'all need to relate to each other through, through the cleanness of a clean relationship. See, God, at the point of repentance and you've changed your mind on how you're going to conduct what is sinful, God says it becomes new again. So you it ain't, it, you don't have to say, you know what I'm saying? You guys can be together. But you got to start all over again. You follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So God told you yeah. no. Okay? So this in this thing in us, men too, believing that that we we're saviors, when we're subjects of saving, meaning that we need saving ourselves, uh, we need to get off our egos. You know, we live in a time right now where women are doing fantastic things in the secular world. I mean, mayors and governors and senators and more than any other time. I mean, I think what well, we talked about major cities in, in uh, the United States being uh, ran by females. You know what I'm saying? African-American females and females in general, major cities. Chicago, St. Louis, uh, uh, I think Denver, um, Atlanta, um, and others, you know, are being ran by these yeah. powerful, great women. And sometimes for the lay women, I say, I'm say lay women as far as just women, the women out here doing their duties, they begin to look at these heroes and say, well, they're out here saving people, but even they understand they aren't the savior. We only have one savior. We can point people to Christ, men and women, but we can't make people come and we can't substitute Christ with ourselves. Okay. We can help bear the burden of, of, of care of the cross of, of feeble, weak minded and weak men and women. We can bear each other's cross, but there's only one that can lift it off of us. And it's Christ. And that helps you say, no, he actually, you're like, why? Because if I understand that I'm not the savior and they put me in a position to make me feel like I'm savior. 
Don't let them, don't let, the, see the shark will play into your ego. So if they do, you, you can say, no, I can smell that one. You just, you know, that's part of love bombing. You know, I would say that's part of love bombing. Would you say that's part of love bombing? Like when the person plays into your mm -hmm. ego? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because they know, they know what, what you want to hear. And that's what they, that's what they are catering to. They're catering to that so that they can get even more of it in. So they cater to your every egotistical need because they know you're not going to back down when they are really stroking that ego real nice and fine. You like that. So, mm -hmm. of course, they know exactly what they're going to get in after they keep stroking it. They're going to get what they need out of you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then when they get what they need and decide to dump you, now you even question your own ego. Your ego didn't even work for <laughs> you because your ego mm -hmm. didn't produce what you wanted out of the relationship. You know, mm -hmm. and saying no is a way to stop the whole progress and stand on it. Tanika, you said that uh, how important it is to stand, well, how important it is for really to stand on your no. Huh? It's important. Well, you know how the no is very important because I we do this and I, I just got to make mention of this. We talk about cuffing season not because just because it's a seasonal biological thing this thing like you and i have already figured out long ago i've already figured out too that all this stuff that goes around in circles every year when it comes around this can lead further than that and you could get yourself involved with something dangerous and if you don't say no you open the door for that chameleon and the shark to turn into some kind of monster and turn into something abusive and you could end up losing your life right so if you're not gonna say no this is for your protection and your protection is, is is extremely important you can play around all day but this is very serious these people out here while we're talking about it's funny for me because i know the dude but if this had been somebody a little bit more stronger this person could have found me and come and harm me because of the no there are men and women out here that you got the chameleon sharks that might just leave you alone for a little bit but then you got the ones that don't back down. And when they don't back down, they will come back and hurt you because you didn't from the jump from the gate tell them no. So they know to leave you alone and they can go play with someone else and go attack somebody else's life. Not that I wish that on anybody, but you don't want to have that. So if you open up the door for them to say, for you to say no from the get go, you get to see who they are. So you're like, oh gosh, I'm glad I avoided that person because if they show you who they are for real, you know who you're dealing with and you avoided a huge major, not just a bullet, but a bazooka that could have blown your life up and down through hell. And because I know that, because I've been through that, you know, it's it's not fun. And to get un untangled out of an entanglement that's very dangerous, you could almost lose your very life or be seriously hurt and seriously traumatized from what they have done to you. Try to recover your life and your mentality and your sanity from what they have put upon you. It's serious business, folks. Yeah, it is very serious. And I was thinking about, we didn't even mention the fact that if you have children that are the the looky-loos, looky the ones who are looking on, as you're going through this, you're traumatizing them too. Yeah. You know, they become a victim of this too, you know? They become a victim of that man or woman in your bedroom and they see them for some reason or other, your, your little children are used to walking in your bedroom and now you're in your season and you forgot to lock your door and they're going to see a, see a man or a woman doing stuff to you that children shouldn't see or the, the man or woman's about the, the bathrooms across the hall and they walk out with no clothes on and your daughter, or your son sitting there looking at something they ain't never seen before. You see what I'm saying? They get traumatized by that. And you don't you don't really know the response to that person. You don't know you sleep. You don't know if that person gonna turn around and show them more. You don't know if that person gonna be like, oh, go to bed. You don't know what that person's gonna do. But you put your children in that circumstance to which no could have prevented this. And no is dangerous sometimes. Sometimes you can you can let that shark get too close. And I think that's why I say no further out is better than no close up. You know. Yeah. It's like person pulling a gun on you. Well, if they're if they're a hundred yards away from you, they have to do a whole bunch of uh, expert shooting to hit you. But if they're right up on you, for you to say no, you still might get shot. 
So the goal is to detect that way out, Mm -hmm. general conversation. And let me tell you something about a shark. If a shark is just, you just being general in your conversation and not really exposing yourself to them, they'll get frustrated because they got to remember their job is to get close. Mm-hmm. Do you have kids? Yes. How many? Oh, that's not important. What's up? <laughs> what you want? Well, you know, I just want, no, just what do you want? I don't, I don't, I'm not going to, other than yes, I have them. Ages is not important. You know what I'm saying? How many males or females is mm-hmm. not important. You're not here to talk about my kids. You know, and again, part of no is put them on the spot. Ask, ask them point blank. That, that kind of diffuses them too. Because they normally don't have people just come at them and ask them point blank questions about what their intentions are. You know what I'm saying? They're not used to that. They're not used to somebody coming along saying, okay, no, let's get past the bull. What do you want? Well, I don't, you know, I don't want nothing. I'm just trying to be your friend. Okay. I don't need any more friends. Wow. And see, those are no's without saying no. But that's challenging everything they say, the validity, the sincerity, and a shark can't take too much of that. They probably blow up and be like, forget you or cuss you out and then call you a B word if you're a woman. And, you know, women will begin to demasculate their man. You're not a real man because you don't want a real woman. You need to go back to that woman who would let you be a man. All that kind of craziness, you know, that happens during this this cuffing season. And I like what you said. You can be cuffed to someone. This this short period of time of relationship that goes wrong could cuff you to someone for the rest of your life. Disease, mm-hmm. unwanted pregnancies, uh, uh, psychological relationships. Uh, you become you become codependent with on them with them. It's too much to lose if you don't know what the game is being played. And again, we want to do the disclaimer. We are not telling you not to have a relationship, but we hope that we give you information that will equip you to possibly have a better relationship. So you get rid of the sharks and find your equal. If you're a dolphin, you'll find your dolphin. You know, you know, you get past the sharks, get past killer whales, get past the wolves, get past the lions and find your kind. But again, to find your kind, you're going to have to go through the jungle. You know, of the predators that's out here during the season trying to take advantage of you, you know. Uh, and and with that lady being told that, you know, we told her, there's two pastors, we came on there and told her, no, God has already ruled. You already know what you need to do. And she finally admitted she knew what she needed to do. But see, I listened to that guy that was telling her, using the word of God to tell her that her fleshy desires were okay. That's what a predator would do because he was sucking her in. Because he agreed, you know what I'm saying? He gave her what she wanted. He, she, she saying, he said that God yeah. wants to ordain and bless this sin. And I just, you know, at that point, I, you know me, T, I couldn't take it no more. I'm like, I raised my hand. I'm like, okay, okay no. Then another pastor came behind me like, he's already decided. Dr. Sutton said, yeah, we agree. You know what you need to do. And again, what we do is say, it doesn't mean that you can't be with him. It's just that you got to start fresh. Uh-huh. start all over again, put it back in the box and start all over again. And God will allow you to do that. That's the point for repentance. If you can't start all over again in anything and everything, then his salvation, the blood was wasted. The blood gives us you the clean slate to start all over again. And if he paid for past, past, present and future sins, then at any point in time, you can decide this, your free will could decide to walk on the right side of things and start all over again. You know, I, I think we've lost the ability too in, in America. It's like, what did you say? It's like Netflix. Let's go do Netflix together. What is Netflix and chill? Netflix and chill. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, and I guess that's cold word for let's have watch a movie and have sex or something like that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm old. I don't know nothing about that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, uh, it's kind of funny because. The question, the age-old question, can opposite sex be friends? Yes, they can. Just like same sex can be friends. Okay? Since we're in this plural, pluralism of sexual expression, 
Are we saying that nobody can be friends? Everybody motive is sex and it shouldn't be. I think what we've done is become so hyper sex, sex, sex and sensitive to the point that we can't even have wholesome relationships. You know, everything is, is about me and not about the collective of the relationship or the wholesomeness that we can have. And adults being adults and taking responsibility to be for what they do in the relationship or not do. It's like all or nothing, do something, I'm lost my mind. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's too much mm -hmm. that you have to think about when you're in a relationship now because nobody says that we could just be friends. And 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 agree in our relationship to either do or don't, do whatever we do. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we decided we that we're gonna go get coffee every Monday, and there is somebody who don't get coffee every Monday, and you tell them, "Well, I go get coffee every Monday with Doctor Sutton," I wouldn't do that. You know, it's like because you deserve to have coffee every day. What? <laughs> that entitlement of of more. It's like you need to be learn how to to take people what they are, and you can build good relationships on valuing the time with the person. Versus valuing the amount of time, the quality of the time with the person on the phone, the quality of the time with the person uh, in your presence, the quality of the time. And you'll find yourself saying yes more because you're you're valuing quality versus quantity. If you're about if you're valuing quantity, then you're always in, the, in this antagonistic position of wanting more. And you think a relationship can't be. So this this no actually sets up a possibility. Maybe you defuse the shark and the shark say, you know what? You're right. My motives were not good. And I wanted to do something, you know, so you slowed me down. Can we just start all over? You follow what I'm saying? So let's not let's not paint it as as the shark is just such a bad person. They, they, they're a person. And that no could actually help them get on the right path. Yeah. That no that you say today could help that person look at you in a whole different light. And it could be a better light because guess what? There are some people looking out here to test the waters to see if you're going to stand on the principles to which you say you live. Not that you got to be perfect in them, but see if there's some times where, 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 whereas, yeah. And if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. Nobody hold it against you. But that person, be it a male or a female that, that you say no to, could end up being your friend in the end. And maybe you don't want that. I don't know. What you think, T? Well, it it gets, always gets uh, tricky with any kind of relationship, situations, friendships even, because some people try to see something that's not there, mm -hmm. try to create things that's not there. Even with even with platonic friendships, right? Mm -hmm. right. Trying to see that there's a relationship that's developing that's not there, and it can it can get murky. But mm -hmm. once again, there's no there's no need necessarily to try to move fast rush to jump into next phases of trying to not just be sexual, but try to rush to, to get engaged, rush to date, rush to court, rush to get married. There's no rush for all of that. Cause in time that stuff will happen. If the Lord is going to, if that's going to be your lot in life and God has decided it's going to happen, then it will happen when he deems it to do, be so. And I'm not going to be out here pulling any kind of stops with all these gurus saying you got to do this and that. When God wants something to happen, it will. But trying to force something, and that's why we end up running into these people, because we want so badly to be in a relationship, which is not wrong, but we want so badly to have that companionship and that person that we're just looking, 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 searching, looking, looking. And then we find these people who are not for us. That's, that's what we end up finding. And of course, like you said, the no could make that person a better person. But if you're searching in all the wrong places, you're going to get some people that are not quite right. Right. And you're going to get those right. people that are, they, they're searching for themselves. So you become a pawn in their own little crazy game that they're doing for themselves. So I got to get more women. I got to get more men. And you become one of their little pawns. So yeah, there's no need to rush. And no is so good so that you can have, that person can have a time to like, that person told me no. He told me no. She told me no. Well, well hold on a second. Maybe like make them take a second, third, fourth look at you like, well, why did they, everybody tells me yes, and she or he told me no? Yeah. Well, why? And that could end up to in a great relationship. Yeah. 
and, and, and also realize we talked about this on the clubhouse and I gave this uh, this illustration. I say, you know, the monkey that you wind up and it claps his symbols together. <laughs> and I say, realize what kind of monkey you are. Okay. Realize what kind of monkey you are. Meaning, imagine a shelf full of monkeys. Let's say the shelf is 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 three years long. Okay. Each shelf linear has a section, one year, two year, three year, and they all the same monkeys. And they all wind up and they all do the simple thing. Understand if that person hasn't wound you has what the, what the what the shark does is look down the first of all before he goes into new prey he has to go back to old prey because he already got that prey so he knows that he he at one time had the capacity ability and the wherewithal to achieve his desired results from the prey of his past so he looks down the one year prey level uh, uh corridor and there's you look at them monkeys and he said nah they they too fresh they gonna they know my game but then he reaches back. He sees you down there three years ago, mm, four years ago. Let me. Oh, they still down there. They still down there. OK, let me go and pull them off the shelf. So he pulls you off the shelf, blows you off. <laughs> dust flies off of you. Then he winds you up. That's the communication. That gets you to say yes. And then he lets you go and you start clapping. He said, oh, it still works. Let me go play with this for a while. So then when you're done, when you're done playing with you, he puts you back on the shelf and you're wondering, but, but you took me off. Oh, well, I didn't really, you know, the reason why you're a three year person, because you are a three year person. So yes, you'll get to go into the one year category, but you're still on the shelf and realize people play them games with you, you know, male and female alike. Again, we don't want to discriminate male and female alike. They play them games, you know, for the. For the man, you hear them talk about gold diggers, you know, uh, and that kind of verbiage. But people play games with each other and no is a great word to diffuse some things, forget clarity. Um, what else do you think no does, T? I think no puts a pause on some things that would probably happen a little bit quicker if there was no no. Right. If we, like you just said, to diffuse and, and bring out some things. So say someone wanted to, just for instance, and we, we love to talk about, about the physical because I think that's more, that's easier to recognize than the emotional. Mm -hmm. But if you say, no, we're not, we're not going to sleep together after we go watch this movie, that puts a whole pause in that person's brain. Like, well, why not? After every movie that I've taken every other woman out to, they always give me, you know, sex after the movie and a dinner. I mean, I, I took you out on a date. You, you owe me that. It, it, it really has a halt and it has a pause for that person. Like, no, just because you did this X, Y, Z, third doesn't mean you have the right to next level things. And that's what we have to go back to. Not everything is going to lead to the bedroom. Not every single act that two people engage in, whether it's walking in the park or whatever that will be, has to lead to the bedroom. And people get so caught up in watching so many Lifetime and Lovey Dovey movies. And because it's this holiday season, all the holiday songs are playing You Want a Boo. All the movies, Christmas romantic movies, are saying You Want a Boo. And you like, well, I need a boo too. Well, perhaps you need to just pause for a second and not try to be booed up so quickly and just enjoy that person and let your no be like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that, but we can go out for coffee. No, we're not going to do that, but we can go out to a movie. No, we're not going to do that, but we can't. I mean, there are yeses that can happen. Mm -hmm. More so utilize the yeses and have your no as your own personal boundary. Like, no, we're not going past that. And if you don't have your boundaries already preset, then your no is going to be wishy-washy like we were talking about. If you already have your boundaries set, the no is easy for you because you already know what you're not going to do. Like if that person asks you something, you already have your internal boundaries set that when that person asks you, it's like, that's a deal breaker in my head. So no, we're not doing that. I know that after dinner, I'm not doing this. It's absolute no, take me home or whatever it is. And that's it. So when you say no, you already have your boundaries. But you have your boundaries set. You know who's gonna be all over the place. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe no. Uh, and, well, yeah. And and, so. and, and if you think, and if that's the kind of thing that you think is done culturally, start with the no in the beginning of the movie so you can go back to say you said no, so you took me out anyway. And this is what I want to tell people, especially ladies. 
value your time versus valuing what you do in that time. See, because your time with the individual should be valued over what you're doing during that time. Because see, what that person does is that that person says it was valuable only if we sleep together. It was bad. My it was my time was valuable, and it's and the payment for my time is to sleep with me. Well, what you have to do is understand the fact that your time with them in any situation that you agreed to be in is valuable, and that the, that your time is valuable. So whether you sleep with me or not, that I spent two hours with you, that's valuable. No, you just you know you know my time is so valuable that no. It's a treat for you to even be in my presence. And I'm not talking about being arrogant with it, but don't let them reduce you to the physical as being your value. Because once you do that, you, there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. There's nowhere else to go. You know, there's nothing else for you to give. And you can't work it backwards because if you give him what he values and he his, he has it, where's the hunt? The hunt's over. And you want him to continue to try to pretend as if he's hunting again. He may come back to continue to devour, but the hunt is over. Instead of getting Netflix in a move and Netflix in a nice dinner or net, net you know movie in a nice dinner, now you're going to McDonald's and grabbing uh, hey, and watching free television. <laughs> you know, because he he's not gonna keep it up at that level. He's gonna see if he can get cheaper with it. Well, let's just watch uh, cable, if you got it. You know what I'm saying? And go on from there. And that's what you have to be mindful of. That this thing is very serious and that no starts off, diffuses the relationship, keeps them aware, slow things down, as you said. I like that, slows things down. And it gives you a chance to regroup too. Now, we know it, it does something to them, but it gives you a chance to, to, to step back a little further and really evaluate what's happening. Because, again, for the dangerous dangerous situations, that might be your window to leave and run away. You follow what I'm saying, T? I do. That no may be, you, might, you only might have 30 seconds of where they're confused before they go violent. You follow what I'm saying? You might only have five seconds. But you got to know and be ready to move. You can't be no and sit there going, shaking your head like, I, you know, they, we, they taught me how to say no. No, you better be no with your eyes open and ready to hit that door. <laughs> you know, uh, you better be ready to, hey, not let them in your house. Yep. You know, you don't need to say no on the couch. You said you needed to say no in the car. Because sometimes saying no on the couch is too late. Not saying that you shouldn't say it if that's what you want to do. But as we know, there's many things called date rape. Right. Yes. You know, that has happened to a lot of women and, and some men. Yes. So we have to be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. We have to be conscious of that. So, um, T, is there anything else you want to add? This has been very good today. No, I think we. I, no, no, it was very good today. I think we we really covered a lot of stuff, and just like you said, I think the emphasis on saying no further away. It'd be good if you could say no over the phone. They can't <laughs> grab you, touch you, be around you. Not even a car. Like no over the phone. Like no, we're not. You know. So they slam the phone. Well, that's good. They're not. They're not trying to choke your neck or do any kind of crazy stuff violently to you. You're very protected by being on the phone. Like if you could do it that way, that'd be the best way so you can avoid all the extra stuff that you have to maneuver and all that. But yeah, so I really enjoyed our conversation about talking about no today. Yeah. And you know what made me think of too, just before we go? With the invention of the internet, it's given us an overload of possibilities that we didn't have ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, when I grew up, if you if you dated, you dated within your community. Now with the internet, everything is instantaneous gratification. That's the point for it. You want to be gratified instantaneously. That's what text messages are. You're gratified with the communication with this second party instantaneous. Okay. 
So you have that. You have this desire. Everybody wants a quick response. Slow down. Like you said, just because you talk to him three times on the phone for two hours doesn't mean he needs to be he or she needs to be in your presence. You want to my thing is you want to show you want to see what they are about. String them out a little longer in conversation. I didn't say string them along. If you like them, what what's what's another week or two just talking on the phone? You know what I'm saying? Or a month. You know, you're just trying to be safe. You're trying to figure something out. And if they are, if they really like you and y'all are really vibing in a good way, that's nothing. 30 days of co- continuous conversation, learning about each other before you get together physically and meet each other. It's okay. Slow down, people. Slow down. Rome wasn't built in a day and relationships are built over a period of time of consistent care and consideration one towards another. So T, that's all I have to say. You want to tell them about our clubhouse? Yep, I was going to do just that. So uh, like Pastor Jay just uh, talked about earlier, we do have a podcast uh, podcast club on uh, Clubhouse. It's called Podcast Connect Network. And so we're there every Saturday at 4 p.m. PST. And then we're there 6 p.m. CST and 7 p.m. EST, respectively, for uh, that club every Saturday. Pastor Jay is there, myself. I'm there, Red Sable, and some other podcasters and some other uh, amazing people are there as well having a conversation about cupping season. So we're not just doing it here on uh, the morning Monday combos. We're also doing it there. So whatever we've talked about here, we'll be talking about uh, on Saturday. So prepare Saturday, we'll be talking about no a little bit more in depth uh, there as well. So come over there and we'll be having a conversation about no over there as well. Yeah, the amazing people, Jay Shabon, Minister K, uh, Gloria, Mm TP5. Uh, we really enjoy uh, all of us over there. And T, you know more about this, even though uh, I have a clubhouse supposedly coming up in next year. When, when do we... <laughs> We're laughing, just inside joke on that. So when so when is my clubhouse? And what is the name of it? Your clubhouse is coming up January 7th. No, I, ha- I think I got to remember it. I think the title of it is Pastor J T Drake and Friends. Now I gotta go back and look because it's very fresh and new. Okay. But it's gonna. I think yours is gonna start on Friday. So. <laughs> right, and in, in January. So please go over there and sign up. Yeah. We got some people signed up already, and we're gonna talk about a myriad yeah. of subjects. Uh, we're gonna be. We're gonna deal with stuff straight on. Um, everybody's invited. Uh, no foolishness. Okay. All right. I give lots of grace, but we're not gonna have a thousand moderators. Okay, we're not going to do that, um, but we're going to have good, good, healthy, sometimes antagonistic, sometimes uh, sorrowful. Some, it's going to be a, a safe place for you to receive and to give into the collective of the body. Okay, and we want secular and sacred to talk to each other. You know, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So. Uh, matter of fact, we have our first topic, don't we, T? Yeah, it's it's one of the topics we did long ago. It's a uh, prospering in adversity. That's yeah. the one you're starting with. Yeah, learning how to prosper during adversity. So we're going to start with that, and we're looking forward to you coming over. Uh, continue to check out uh, Walk Truth Radio Network on all channels, social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, uh, and uh, Instagram. A like, subscribe, and share. And I guess I'll leave with my tag first. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and peace. And always remember, walk in the truth of the Lord and continue to listen to the greatest podcasting godmother of all times, the one who has taught me this crap. T. Drake, what do you have to say? Uh, before I say my tag, I wanted you guys all to go and check out uh, Pastor Jay's uh, interview that came on God's Gift Through His Word, the TV show that came out last week, last Wednesday. It'll be on the Promote Her TV app. You can also see it on the website under Spirit of Excellence TV. If you go there, you can find his. It'll be that up there so you guys can watch it in case you missed it. So please do check it out. And it's also on God's Gift Through His Word, the, the channel that I've recorded it. So if you didn't get a chance to see it, you can see it before it's over there. So 
So please check it out. It was an amazing interview. So please check out Pastor Jay and I's interview on the God's Gifters Word TV show. So with that, I'll leave out with my tag. I always want you guys to be remembered to be blessed, motivated, and always inspired to do what God lays on your heart, truly. See you guys in podcast land and see you next Monday. (laughs) All right. You guys have a blessed one. Take care, everyone. Peace. Please grab your coffee, tea, or milk and come join us for Monday Morning Conversation with Pastor Jay and T. Drake. 6 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. Let's get the conversation started. Thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. If this message has been a blessing to you consider donating on your favorite platform. You can donate by looking in the description box and picking your favorite platform of choice, Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal. Continue listening. And your prayers are needed, welcomed and appreciated.